very briefly now let me uh, invite you to the word of God as is recorded in the book of Psalm chapter number 56 verses uh, number uh, 3 through and including verse number 4 two verses if you will rest on your feet amen in respect to the reading of the word of God what time I'm afraid I will trust in thee in God I will praise his word in God I have put my trust I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Let that word explode within our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, let there be performance of the word, Lord. We thank you now and we bless your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Very briefly, I'm going to talk about trust, the, conquer, the conqueror of fear. Trust, the conqueror of fear. Amen. I believe that it was in the book of Proverbs, chapter number three, that the writer said, be not afraid of sudden fear, because you know sometimes you get that sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh, for the Lord shall be thy confident and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Uh, every one of us in life, at one time or another, we're going to have fear. Fear comes into our lives. As babies, I think one of the first fears that babies have is that of falling. And once they've gotten that, uh, that, that fear of falling, all the rest of them just keep right on adding. Fear is a, uh, is a characteristic that is learned. You're not, you're, not, you're not born frightened to death. You learn by those that are around you. Maybe by some sound of experience, you learn how to become fearful. Amen. It was, amen, the, one of the writer, uh, Gregory Dykkoff, he says this, he said, every one of us is challenged or tempted to fear. Fear comes from not knowing, amen, who is going to take care of you. So if you're not certain in your mind as to who is going to take care of you, fear will uh, indeed grip your heart. Uh, then we find the term trust. Because you see, you got fear and you got trust. When you got fear, amen, fear will cancel out trust. But on the same hand, if you learn how to trust, trust will cancel out fear. So trust means to be carelessly laid back in God. Carelessly. What do you mean carelessly? I don't have to worry about the situation itself. I am resting in the Lord that is able to deliver. I know he's going to take care of my need. That also, let me say this, trust is a decision. You decide I'm going to trust. If you don't decide to trust, fear is an invasion that will come in when you have not decided to trust. Can you just lean over to your lady and say, I will trust. So when you decide to trust, Amen. Fear, amen, have to go out of the door. I believe it was Timothy Paul in the book of Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the three things that will conquer fear, amen, is power, love, and a sound mind. Because when you have power, you don't feel circumstances because you have the ability to change it. Amen. You have the ability to change. You're not just a, a peon sitting around, but you've been selected by 
God and have been given divinity in your hand. It's a shame to have so much in our hand and use so little of it. But he said, I'm going to bring Satan under your foot. Amen. And so therefore he's under our foot and we don't have to be concerned about it. But then we look around so we find that we have the power to overcome. But not only do we have the power to overcome, amen, we have love. And how many of you know that if you really love, love conquers fear, amen, because when we are made perfect, amen, and love, fear don't have a place in our life. Amen. But not only that, but we find out the next conqueror of fear is a sound mind. People that are afraid kind of flickle in their mind. And I've been there. Anybody in here been beside me been kind of a little flickle in your mind because things didn't work out. Amen. You can get real crazy when you get scared. But you can get real fickle in your mind. Amen. When things are not working the way you think they ought to work. And the mind get mixed up. But one of the things we find about fear. Amen. Fear have a tendency to paralyze you. Some of us are going through the motion but we are paralyzed. Amen. As for is it is concerned in walking in your next dimension how many of y'all know I got another dimension in my life amen you can't just stay where you are but fear want to paralyze you right where you are but there is another dimension amen in your life that you can acquire if you can just get past your fear now one of the things about fear is this the Bible says in the 54th chapter of the book of Isaiah, he said, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of my servant and the righteousness of me, saith the Lord. That scripture sounds real good, don't it? But if you would note that particular text, it is talking about those things that are outside of you. But what about fear? How about when we make our enemies up as we're going along? Some of us started off pretty good. But when fear comes into your heart, you are really creating an adversary as you go along. Some of us are more afraid today than we were on yesterday because the more facts you get, the more uh, frightened you become. But you got to realize, amen, this thing got to be conquered. And you start looking back when you first got saved you will feel less but now you've been saved 20 years and you have accumulated 20 years of fear but fear has got to go touch your neighbor and say fear has got to go <laughs> kind of remind me of the, the patriarch David. You, you remember Goliath? Amen. This giant that was really big. Some said he was nine feet. Some said he was 13 feet. I'm not exactly sure. Amen. How tall he was, but he sure was taller than David. That's for sure. Because the Bible said he was kind of a little, little runny red boy. But amen. He found a cause that he was willing to give his life to. And as it was, when David went down and uh, when, when, when the Philistine had Israel, amen, hiding in caves uh, and in dens. And that's what the devil wants to do is get you to hide in caves and dens. Because if you got fear, you hide. You're hiding from your destiny. You're hiding from the thing that God got in store for you. You are just hiding. 
and so when he got down there the whole army of Israel was hiding and every time the giant would get up amen they would just run and scatter to their little places but one day a little red boy came walking down there by the name of David David hadn't learned how to fear you need to find somebody who have not learned how to fear I like people that are daring who have not learned how to fear touch your neighbor and ask them have you learned how to fear yet because if you can get somebody who have not learned how to fear they have the, the grip they have the tenacity to hold on amen for a blessing can y'all remember when you first got saved you believed God for everything and anything you would have stand up and declare stuff you didn't know the word but the Holy Ghost on the inside of you made you stand up and declare stuff but after you got saved and stopped walking with scared folk it's a terrible thing to walk with scared folk. You need somebody that don't have no fear. Because one thing that fear does, fear have a tendency of uh, harasses you. Let me tell you how it works. You're going along real good. You think you don't overcome it. Then all of a sudden, he comes out and harass you. you know, if you tell the truth about it, you can get rid of fear. Some of us, we get in the church with these lavish testimonies. You get ready to get out from where you are. You covered up in something. And the time you tell, you, you tell your neighbor, your matter of fact, you don't tell them about it too much, but you tell yourself, I'm coming out of this stuff. I'm coming out, but I want to tell nobody just in case I want to slip back into my cage again. So what happened with, with Goliath? He would come out every time Israel would get their grips together. Oh, we're going to take care of this Philistine. Then the, he would just come out and show his big body. When he showed his big body, they would just run and get back in the cave. But David stepped out there one day. He said, ask one question. Is there not a cause? I want to ask you today, is there not a cause that will make you deny the fear that you're in so that you can walk in the abundance of life that God has prepared for you. And so it was that when, amen, David went out there, the giant came out and looked at David and said, you little ruddy boy, you coming here against me? You think you're coming out with a dog with a little stick in your hand? But David looked at him and said, let me tell you one thing. I've been out on the hillside somewhere, but I've been talking to a God that my brothers don't know about because I met him in the solitude when I was out there kicking the sheep I found out that there was a God that got all power in his hand matter of fact one day I picked my pen up and I started writing the Lord is my shepherd I shall know no one when the lion and the bear came against me I found myself writing though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death I will feel no evil, thou art with me. The rod and thy staff, they covered me. So I haven't learned how to fear. I believe God is able to do it. Let me tell you what. The devil has fooled some of us and got us fearful thinking you don't have enough. You don't have enough education. You don't have enough friends. You don't have enough connection. But that's a lie. All you need is a slingshot and a rock. Is there anybody that got at least a slingshot? And a rock. 
Well, if you don't have a rock, do you at least have a slingshot? Do you have anything? And so David stepped out there, had his little sling in his hand. He picked up five smooth stones. I don't know what the name was, but I was just thinking about that. Mm. J-E-S-U-S. Sound like five to me. Oh my God. So although the name is not called, I believe he, what he picked up represented the power of Almighty God. Picked up his slang. Can I get somebody to shout Jesus? Jesus. Somebody that know him, shout the name Jesus. So if you got a sling and if you got the name of Jesus, I don't care how big your problem is, you don't have to run no more. Tell your neighbor, you don't have to run no more. We're going to bring this giant down. He's been harassing me too long. Every time I almost get out of debt, something happened and I'm back in debt again. Every time I'm almost about to get the down payment on my car. Something happened and I lose the down payment. Every time, every time, every time, something is always happening. But you got to stand up in the name of Jesus and bring that adversary down. Because if you can have the faith in Jesus, he will deliver. He will bring you out. Oh, I wish I had a witness in it. He's able to deliver. He's able to sustain you. He's able to bring you out. Thank you, Jesus. But not only that, amen, not only did he do that, he brought the giant down. After bringing the giant down, amen, he went and cut his head off. Some of us get scared of the devil. Some of us are holding on to stuff that we should have let go a long time ago. It's amazing what you hang on to when you're scared. Scared, afraid, or just plain scared. When we are scared, the Bible said, well, not the Bible. I didn't say it so much. I thought it was the Bible. It ain't the Bible. They said even a man that is drowning will hold on to a straw. If you don't decide before you go into trouble to trust God, you're going to trust something. You're going to trust something. Some of you in here now are trusting something, but it's the wrong thing. What you got your trust in will not deliver you. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? Can you see a great big man weighing 150 pounds, reaching up, getting a straw to hold on to it to save his life? You say, well, Bishop, that is so crazy. Well, look around. You are the same way. You sinking and trying to hold on to something that can't hold you up. It has not been proven. But there's a stone that has been proven. There's a hand that has been proven. There's a God that has been proven. He is able to deliver. He's able to bring you out. He's able to make you stain. I wish I had a witness in you. Hey Amen. If somebody could jump to your feet, he's able. He's, he's able. He's able. He's He's able, he's able, he's able. He's able. But if you notice the text here, 
God says, whenever I'm afraid, I'm going to do what? Trust. You have to make the declaration now. You can't wait till you get in the circumstances. If you get in the circumstances, you're going to be a drowning man holding on to a straw. You have to say it right now. Whenever I fear or I'm frightened, I will what? Trust. Can I get somebody just stand on your feet right now and say, whenever I'm frightened, I will trust. Now I want you to say it like a decoration now. Anybody here been scared? Y'all standing on your feet, have y'all been scared? Huh? Been scared? Anybody been harassed by fear? I mean this harass, making you feel uncomfortable, messing you up on your good day, making the sun cloudy when it ought to be a bright day. Oh God, I thank you. You have to make a declaration, make a decision and declare a declaration. The decision is, I will trust. The declaration is, I will not be afraid. Mm. If you, y'all can sit down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you notice the text though, he says, I'm not going to be afraid. Uh, somebody still got that text, if you read it for me. Whenever I'm afraid, uh-huh. What, what are you going to do? In God, I'm going to do what? You gonna do what? I, I, I'm not picking on you, boy. You gonna do what? Keep on saying the same thing. You, you say, no, you're all right, you're all right. I just want you to say it. You, you say, the reason why I want you to say it is because you gotta get a hold to the word of God. Because the only thing you have to hold on to is the word of God. And the devil trying to get you to get something else other than the word, but the word is the only sure thing. The word has been tested and improved. Amen. It has been proven to be the very foundation because all the foundation of the apostles and prophets is laid upon the word of God. And he sent his word and he healed them. It is the word. He spoke his word. And amen. Darkness separated from light. He spoke his word in the ocean split apart. He spoke his word and people was healed. It is the word of God that makes the difference. So he says, I'm going to be in the word. I'm going to rehearse the word. If you will, uh, uh, is it 68? So, Psalm 68. Psalm 68. Do anybody in here have the message translation? Message translation. All right. You got the message. Amen. Amen. Common got the message translation. I want somebody to read it for me in King James first. Read the first verse in King James first. The King James text. Uh-huh. Verse one. Read. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Let God arise. Let his enemy be scattered. All right. Come on. Come on, message translation. Tell me. What is it? Up, can the church say up with God? Uh-huh. Down with his enemy. 
Oh my God, my God. So, so you see what it says? When you when you're shown up getting God the way you ought to get in God, you can say up with God. Uh-huh. Down with the enemy. Adversary, run for the hill. You got to tell that thing in your life that's trying to hold you down. You say you got to run for the hill now because I'm going to trust God. Read a little bit more from you. Didn't turn away from your comment. Amen. Read some more from there. Listen. Just listen to the word. Listen to the word. Uh huh. Do what? Gone like a puff of smoke. <laughs> what happened when you throw a blob of wax in a fire? It dissolves. You got to take that fear and throw it into the furnace. Let me tell you, it will go like a flash. It will leave you alone. Sometimes it seems silent. See, wax seems silent, amen, until you put the heat to it. So the thing that's against you seems solid right now. But time you put the name of Jesus on it, it'll melt it. Oh my God. When it melts it, it releases the thing that's trying to hold you back. Read, 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 read. Uh-huh. Yes. One, one, one look at God. What you looking at? What you one look at God and the what? The wicked vanish. That's why the devil is trying to get your attention and got you looking at your circumstances. And the more you look at them, I got a witness in this house that said, the more you look at them, the more impossible it seems. Anybody? But if you can get your mind off of your situation, your dreams will come true. Tell somebody that right now. Tell them your dreams will come true. Now you got to tell them, amen, Tell you are convinced yourself your dreams will come true. Matter of fact, why don't you take the mount of prophecy on you and prophesy to them right now. Your dreams will come true. Why? I'm looking to Jesus. I see Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith. I see Jesus. He that was, is, and is to come. The Almighty God. I see Jesus. The race sweet rose of Sharon. I see Jesus. The lily of the valley. I see Jesus. The water walker. Read some more for me. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. When the righteous see God in action. All right. I'm telling you what we're going to do. We're going to praise God right now with a laugh. The enemies you see today, you ain't going to see them no more. Don't have to get your hand dirty, but if you can look at Jesus, if you can see Jesus, somebody gonna know what you're laughing at. I'm laughing because I got a feeling everything gonna be all right. Ha! 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 It started in my throat. 
<laughs> but when I really get down to it, when, when, when I can let you see what God done already showed me, because you, you see he done already showed you a vision of what he going to do. He done showed you all the people that's against you. And God done already said that the more you got against you, the higher you're going to rise. Because the one that's against you are going to be under your foot. So when you see him, just start laughing. Sometimes when you get up in the morning, get up. Instead of that trouble ride over you, just jump up and just start laughing. You're going to look silly for a while. Somebody was reading an article somewhere. They said, every now and then you need to pull your car to the side of the road and just laugh. Laughing will bring on the confidence. I just laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Got a good one here, but I'm trying to get right for it. A good laugh. A good laugh. Husband and wife getting up laughing. Just, just laughing. I want you to see the thing that's holding you down. The thing that you done went to the psychiatrist about. God's going to remove it with a laugh. Oh my God. Hallelujah. He can do more with a laugh than you can with all of your money and everything else. If you can trust God enough to laugh, I'm going to laugh my way out of trouble. I'm going to laugh my way out of prison. I'm going to laugh my way out of despondency. I'm going to laugh my way out of poverty. Can I get in the laughter? Any laughers over here? Any laughers in here? Any laughers here? How about over here? Any laughers over here? Somebody said, what you laughing at? What you see? I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And the enemy that's on me right now, I ain't gonna see him no more. Because what he has, when the when the enemies you're coming like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a stand against him. You, you see what God did, he let this stuff came on me so he could use this to bless me. Let me tell you what, saints of God. What you are going through, once you learn to laugh at it, is the very thing gonna bring you out. Hallelujah. Your weakness is about to become your strength. I want you right now to get a good valley laugh at your weakness. Because when you're weak, that's when you are strong. Hallelujah. That's when the devil have carried me out. That's when I'm ready to rise to victory. Can I get a laugh in here? Somebody can laugh at what the devil is doing. Because now. Laugh your way into your future. Laugh your way out of trouble. Laugh your way out of sickness. Laugh your way out of poverty. I'm laughing all the way because the Lord has done great things for me. 
the sophisticated thing. It's a simple thing. We're looking for someone with hard instruction. The instruction is more than this land. Matter of fact, the Lord said, He gonna see what the wicked is trying to do. The Bible said God gonna see it and laugh. Why is he gonna laugh? Because he know what he's gonna do. Anybody know what God's gonna do for you? Stand to your feet and give God a big belly laugh. Come on. Just laugh. 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 Laugh your way out of fear. Laugh your way out of this promising. Just laugh. When something been on your back for 20 and 30 years, you don't have, nobody have to ask you to laugh. A smile, when you know you've been delivered, a smile come on your face. But when you know that you know that you know, something come out of your belly and you just start laughing. Because God know, I, 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 God done let me in on his secret. He done told me what he's about to do. And the people that look down on me today will be looking up at me tomorrow. Because the God I serve is able. Because when I tell them I'm coming out of fear, I'm coming out of fear. I'm tired of living here. I'm tired of being harassed. I'm ready to come out of fear. I'm ready to come out of fear. Fear have torment. Fear have torment. I'm tired of being tormented. Thank you. Somebody came today. You were in trouble up to here. The enemy trying to mess you up. You, you can tell people that really about the devil, about the ginner. They walk around with this real serious look on their face. Can't laugh. I don't see nothing funny. I don't see nothing funny. You look pitiful. You look pitiful. You think and looking solemn is holy. No, sir. The people of God got a smile on their face. And they got a spring in their walk. Hallelujah. Because they're walking on with the Lord. They know what God's going to do. I don't care what the enemy is doing to you today. Tell the devil this is the last day. This is the last day. Amen. You've got to know when what you've been going through has served its purpose. Because everything you're going through serves a purpose. And you got to know when it has already served his purpose. And once it has served his purpose, laugh at it and say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm laughing at it. It has served his purpose. God let you in on me to correct me. God let you in on me to increase my faith. God let you in on me so I can pray a little bit more. Now I done prayed. Now I done fasted. Now I believe God. Baba. Baba. It has served its purpose. You can come here to live.
said, as many as I love, I chase and I scare. But he didn't give you a residence with me. Bye-bye. Can I get somebody to say, bye-bye. Come on again, bye-bye. That meeting got to go. He said, bye-bye, yeah. Suppose one day he just spit on you. You don't know how God's going to deliver you. Suppose the man that was blind got upset because Jesus spit on him. He would have been proper, but he would have been still blind. You get to the place, that's why you start praising the spit. Ain't nobody tell you how he's going to deliver you. Some of me touched. Some of me snatched up. Some of them he just spit on. I don't get what you got to do, how you do it. God just blessed me. If you got to spit on me to bless me. See, we try to get into the mechanics of how God's going to do it. That ain't your business. More people, let me tell you, whenever you get free, I can guarantee you right now, it's going to be something simple. It's not going to be sophisticated. It's going to be something very simple that sets you free. It's going to be something simple that's going to make you walk into your wealth. What you got to realize, I ain't got enough sense to get wealthy. I'm going to trust God for my wealth. Look at somebody right there and tell who would have ever thought that I would have still been standing after all I've been through. How many of y'all been through something? How many of y'all have been through something? Look at me again and say, who would have ever thought I would still be standing after all I've been through. There's a whole lot of days I thought was going to be my last day. But when I thought it was over, God said, this is just the beginning. You're about to walk in freedom. You're about to walk in liberty. Thank you, Jesus. Who would have ever thought it? Denise, who would have ever thought who would have thought I'd be still saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost? Who would have ever thought it? I've had enough to make me backslide. But he that is able to keep Israel is able to keep me. Who would have ever thought it? This man right here. Sick, y'all need to see his picture sometime. Damn. So skinny, a bone almost. But look now, he resting his hand on his belly. Rest him, son. That's all right. That's all right. I'd rather have a belly than to be a bone. But who would have thought? We thought that he would have, we would have had his funeral five years ago. How many years ago? Seven. 
six years. We thought we'd have had his funeral six years ago. But look at it. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? When they see you walking around, don't even holler half grip. Eating dirt sandwiches. Nah, that ain't that bad. Eating lasses sandwiches. Cause the peanut butter done run out. And then they see you riding in your fine car, driving up in front of your fine home. I don't believe in having no long car living in the project. That don't make sense. Ride into the projects, you got to go there in a hoop day. Right? If you own the house, ride up there in a hoop day. But when God can give you a house and a ride, tell God, somebody's raised and say, Lord, I need a house and a ride. Say, Lord, I need a house and a ride. And you see what you got to do? You got to put God's reputation and your reputation on the line, which means you can't wait till something happen. You got to start declaring right now what God's gonna do. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Put God on the line and said, Now, God, don't you make me ashamed. That's what David did. David put God on the line and said, don't let me be made ashamed and don't let my enemies triumph over me because I'm going to stand and boast on what God will do for me. I'm going to tell it so God until if you don't do it, you're going to be embarrassed because I'm going to own your name. I'm going to tell them how you're going to heal me, how you're going to raise me, how you're going to give me a new job, how you're going to get my family straight. Then if you don't do it, <laughs> 